Since Hamas's attack on Israel last Saturday amidst America's wave of sympathy for Israeli terror victims, the article detailed how Mehdi Hassan, Ayman Muldeen, and Ali Velshi have all seen their roles reduced over the past week, even though the three have some of the deepest knowledge of the region at the network, as Semaphore reported. Uh, your final comments on this. Well, journalists must provide accurate, independent uh, account of what's happening, including in time of crisis. We rely on them so that the misinformation that we see does not fuel the conflict. We rely on them so that we know the motivation and the implication of all the warring parties. And we rely on them to expose any potential for human rights violation or war crimes. So we call for the absolute uh, resilience of journalists and the support of their editors so that they can do their job fairly without censorship. Sharif Mansour, I want to thank you so much for being with us. Middle East and North Africa Program Coordinator for the Committee to Protect Journalists. That does it for our show. A happy birthday to Juan Gonzalez and Miguel Noguera. I'm Amy Goodman. Thanks for joining us. This is KBOO Portland, volunteer-powered community radio. KBOO's annual fall membership drive is just getting started, and now's a great time to become a member of KBOO. Go to kboo.fm slash give or text KBOO to 44321 right now. Your donation will be matched dollar for dollar up to $14,000, thanks to the generous support of a group of anonymous donors. Join the KBOO family today and help us meet our $55,000 fall drive goal. All the cool kids are doing it. Hey, yo, this is Clipping. You're listening to KBOO. Good morning, and thank you for joining us on here on your community radio station. This is More Talk Radio. I'm Cecil Prescott, and I will be joined by our co-host, Celeste, and I welcome you. If you are listening, you know that you're listening to KBOO FM 90.7 in Portland, 91.9 in Hood River, 104.3 in Corvallis, and via the World Wide Web, it is kboo.fm. We are broadcasting on today is the 16th of, of October, 2023. Those of you who are here in um, Portland, in the specific uh, Portland area, it's, you know, it's a fall day, and that means rain, and that means traffic, and that means people forgot how to drive in the rain. And so we're all catching our breath as we get to the station, but uh, be careful out there. Um, <laughs> yes, please do. Slick, dark leaves on the ground. Rain. That was your recap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how are, how how was your weekend, Celeste? Um um intense. Um lost uh, lost an acquaintance. Um gained some insight and in quest of peace of mind. Yeah. Hmm. How about yours? Well, um, I had, I had a good and good weekend. It could it could have been more exciting than it was. I'll I'll tell you. On um, this weekend, we had planned to um, go on a retreat with um, with teenagers. So, right. Uh, it did not occur to me until we were leaving that. Uh, it was Friday the 13th, <laughs> and we were going to a camp, you know, cabins in the woods. and uh, with, with teens. With teenagers. In and the rain. In, in the rain. It, it like right perfect, before an eclipse. Perfect. <laughs> perfect for Jason and Freddie and, oh, gosh. 
I, I stayed up all night, you know, because I guess I wanted to make sure that they wouldn't come. But we, we survived, and, and we were able. The clouds parted just in time to see the eclipse. So Good. Was good. Oh, well, that was better than we got here. I woke up in time, but, you know, no eclipse. My my hopes were eclipsed. That's about, <laughs> that's about it. Right. Well, you know, on to something a little bit more somber. Um, uh, first... I wanted to commemorate um, the life of an acquaintance. And this person was not just an acquaintance of mine, he was a friend to many in the community. Um, And I've seen a lot of tributes to him, you know, on social media and verbal, Verbal acquaintances and 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 notices and and um, um, just expressions of loss, and so I just wanted to say this because even here at Kabu, I've seen um, I've seen Ray at a couple of our public events, right. and and his name and actually Cecil and I both were acquainted with Ray Ray Colbert, a beloved community member. And uh, those of you who know Ray know he was like the king of Motown. <laughs> Absolutely. Always, he loved Motown, um, loved to dance, he loved to sing, and he probably knew the lyrics to the whole catalog, <laughs> Motown catalog. Even remixes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he, he is sorely missed. Uh, a lot of people may have seen him dancing up and down uh, MLK, especially in the northeast part. Um, I would see him sometimes when I was at uh, the grocery stores around the area. And I met him at uh, countless events. And yeah. so just a, um, a remarking of a remarkable life. We thank you, Ray, and we miss you. Yes. And then um, there has been a lot of coverage and a lot of concern expressed about the impact of loss of life um, in the Middle East. And we would like to have just just a minute of silence for that loss. It cannot be accounted in any way except as sorrowful um, that we have lost life, period, regardless of nationality, regardless of age, but in this location, in the Middle East and just to regroup set our hearts aright lock our minds down into a posture of humility and mercy and compassion and grace and we'll we'll start now Thank you for indulging us. Um, sometimes silence on the radio is not a desirable thing, but in many ways 
it's important for us to remember that even technology must bow before the importance of human life, before the significance of that divine spark. And, and we thank you. And this is something that those of you who are supporting members can take pride in because this is not something ordinarily that we would have been able to do under different circumstances. So I really do appreciate that. You are listening to Your Community Connection, KBOO Portland, 90.7 here in the city, 91.9 if you are in Hood River, Oregon, or White Salmon, Washington, and Corvallis, Albany, and Philomath. It is 104.3 and everywhere in the world. KBOO.FM. Good morning. And as Cecil said at the top of the hour, welcome to an evening. Um, oh. <laughs> more talk radio. <laughs> oh, yes. Where did my mind, my mind just, just went somewhere? In the ether. There it is. In the ether. <laughs> there it is. So, you know, um, we, got, we got two topics today, which I think are interesting juxtapositions to to each other as well as just the times we live in and uh just i'm going to lay the lay the topics out by their titles first uh and then we'll kind of delve into what what we had in mind with regard to them so um the first one here is uh an article that i came across um which I thought, having read and seen the coverage, um, I thought this article in uh, Vox um, Publications was really interesting. And I read it back in August. And the article in Vox, V-O-X, by Alex Abad Santos uh, from August 21st this year, uh, basically posited that people have forgotten how to act in public and um, the hmm. ba- the bottom line was if you go to a movie theater or a play you know like a Beetlejuice <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah that was a sly illusion there um, people seem to have forgotten you know how to behave and they have no problems using phones after uh, the films have started, bright lights, shining their flashlights, texting, texting with loud effects on their phones, you know, all of that. Talking. Talking loud. Yes, getting drunk and rowdy, uh, leaving bodily waste in the aisles of theaters. Wow. Yeah, okay. Um Somebody on stage was assaulted and slapped. Um, <laughs> this one is not as much of an assault as like just what 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 what's going on. Um, a performer was handed some mother's ashes, someone's mother's ashes. Uh, another person threw water on Cardi B, who, if you don't know, is a rapper. Um, and she forgot she was a child of God and threw the microphone at the person who threw the water. And, and, and I mean, then there's actions by one of our electics, and I have to say are, even though that's Colorado's pro- uh, problem, uh, you know, was vaping in public and being very loud and, you know, disturbing folks who had paid to be there. And and we're wondering, have we all reverted to, you know, Neanderthals? Is that an insult to Neanderthals? Hey, I was about to say, you know. <laughs> I know, I saw the look on your face. <laughs> uh, and what has happened to us? And And yes, I know that there are horrific things going on in the world which might contribute to some measure of, of distress. And the need for acting out, you know, but I thought we had certain agreed upon rules of society here 
um, you know, uh, one of the minor ones, and people might say archaic, is take your hat off when you walk into a building. Or uh, don't come to class or, you know, public meetings with your buckets of chicken and <laughs> cans of, of cola <laughs> and, and smack loudly and drop food debris in the aisles. Um, when you're at a movie or or a concert, you know, can you can you can you be quiet? Can you get out of the way? Can you not stand up in front? Of, just all of that. All, all of that. that. All yeah. of that. Turn off your phone. Yeah. And, yeah. Turn it off means don't talk on it. And what you think is silent. And silent. Oh, yeah. And what about, yeah. Um, why do we have to listen to people's conversations? So why, for example, on speakerphones? Oh, you know. Well, you know one reason why people speak on speakerphone nowadays. Number one, you can't have hair. Well, you know, we got all some kind of issue. Number two, everybody was telling you don't hold the phone up to your head. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then not everybody can have wired headphones in their phone because of this thing called planned obsolescence. You know? And then if you put earbuds in your ear, well, my goodness, you might as well put the phone up to your head. <laughs> well, all of that's true, but but do you really want other people to be a part of your conversation? Yes, because I'm important. I see. Okay. I'm sorry. Why are you even asking me this? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I am important. And every, My stuff is important. And we need to know. Yes, I eclipse all you other lights. Okay. <laughs> that's how people must feel. I mean, that's the only thing I can pull out of it. You know, now there are some folks, and I am not disparaging because I am rapidly approaching that, that, that cohort, and that is can't hear, have the phone on speaker and nice and loud so they can hear better. Okay. Okay. But and and I I understand and you know people have different you know different needs, different challenges. Mm-hmm. Um but generally in terms of society and this is related um to um, a, a lot of things I believe is terms of um, you know some some habits, some rules, or you know just there, and you know they change as as society changes, um, the length of your hair or things like that. Um, but I think in all things that we ought to agree um, to seek the common good or be interested in the common good, and so um, things such as feeling that um, public personality or celebrities are, are open to, you know, throwing water on or, you know, refer, going back to incidents that you refer to in terms of in the theater, um, being silent or turning off your phone or, or, or not vaping in front of pregnant women or, you know, just common decency. Um, what are things that that you have observed about how things have changed and have for me, it's have we become more, uh, lack of a better term, coarse society, um, and we see that manifested in many ways. What are some things that you have observed and are you concerned? And um, connecting the dots, um, is there a way to connect the dots? Or am I just being a, a crotchety, grumpy old man? Which I am. <laughs> so. I'm not touching that one. I'm going to demonstrate decorum here. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, that is one of our topics, and you can join us at 503-231-8187. And I graciously allow you to expound upon our second topic. Okay. Now, I know that um, the... The area we live in, we um, we love our pets. I, you know, I live near a dog pod, and I see people with their dogs and animals, and and it's going by the pet shop and all the all the 
things around for for pets and there was this article in in the guardian um, which asked a question the case against pets is it time to give up our cats and dog published on the 13th of september this year by ellie violet bramley and in it she examined whether or not why there are a growing number of people arguing that owning pets is unethical and that animals can never really have a good life in human home. Um, again, this article is from The Guardian, um, September of this year. But this is part of an extended conversation that I think people have had in many ways, um, just in terms of generally the relationship between non-human and human animals. Um, We certainly love our animals and our pets, and we seek to um, protect them. We want to help animal sanctuaries and wildlife rehabilitation. Um, But, you know, there seems to be a trend in pet ownership where uh, and maybe this is also related to the pandemic we just got out of um, more people have have a desire um, to have pet um, companions and all sorts of pets and the question is um, you know one thing that happened when the pandemic uh, sort of ended it's sort of like people <laughs> realize that I don't really need these animals around me. And uh, a lot of animal shelters were, like, overrun by people. Overrun, (laughs) just full. And to the point where animals were being reluctantly euthanized. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and this uh, is is a large issue, but, but in terms of, you know, not only how do we treat are non-human companions. Um, but the ethical is, an ethical question is, um, are we in this for ourselves? And, or, or are we there, there for, for the animals? Um, is it it's related to our understanding of our relationship to other other creatures um, and the sense well whether or not we are responsible whether or not we're good stewards of the earth um, what do you think of pet ownership um, is it um, unethical um, in terms of just generally or are there certain practices that w- you have witnessed that cause you to say, ah, maybe we, I ought to change my understanding. Now, I know all of you who have non-human animal companions uh, are, are probably not feeling this. No. <laughs> and, and, and you might be because there are some, well, I just want to hear what people think. Yeah, yeah. So you can give us a call, 503-231-8187. Join the conversation. And, you know, just to throw a monkey wrench in here, I'm not exactly being, you know, as they say, the oppositional advocate, but uh, there are a lot of households, there are a lot of dynamics where the animal-human companionship is absolutely necessary oh yes you know um i've had pets all my life except recently and i i feel i feel that vacancy you know i feel missing that um not just unconditional love but um the sacrifice and i'm talking about not those over the top (laughs) sacrifices but those those sacrifices to give your pet more of a rich life and one of my my birthday twin his big thing is he likes to adopt senior dogs 
and give them a good life. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when they pass, he's heartbroken. But there'll be another dog waiting, you know. And we've had countless cats and whatever in my college dorm room. Um, I remember I was going to St. Louis University. I had a dog, an Angora guinea pig, a gerbil, three newts, wow. a crayfish, and I think I'm forgetting something in my dorm. Hello, Noah. <laughs> well, hey, at one point I had a hog-nosed snake, too. Oh, gosh. Yeah. My then-boyfriend brought it, and, and he was fun to hang around with. Yeah. And they gave me a measure of um, grounding in that I was responsible for the quality of life oh, for yes. another another entity, another being. Indeed. And, you know, and then we know there's countless opportunities for people to have a better quality of life if they have an animal companion to help them when they are uh, they're not fully capacity right you know and and those are important points and should be a part of the conversation um it's not a either or um however um you know, some some observations from this article are, are, are pulled in, pack, in part. Um, um, they write, it isn't just the scale of pet ownership that has mushroomed in recent um, years, but also the intensity of pet ownership. They are more intensively captive than they have been in the past. He takes the example of dogs, which in general have less and less freedom to move around the world and, and be dogs. The way we breed animals for traits that we find cute, docile, or hypoallergenetic um, is at, at dizzying new heights. And they write, dogs and cats are more and more treated like objects, products, a substrate, not like beings, says Pierce, who grew up with dogs, cats, and a bunch of other pets. It was when um, history started repeating itself with her daughter that she realized, why am I... Why, why are these breeds important? Um, and began to ask questions about ours and and animals' um, um, agency. I, I suppose in one one point. So certainly, um, um, non-human animals can 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 serve purposes for for us as companions for. You know, psychological, um, and 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 to to guide us in many many ways. Uh, what are your thoughts? And we know that in light of some of the things that happened, maybe this is not the most profound topics, but there's logic to that. Yes, give us a call. Our numbers are five zero three two three one eight one eight seven. Alrighty. So I So I'm I'm just gonna jump here. Are you are you a pet person? Have you ever had one? Oh so you want me to, to yeah, out got, myself? Yeah, you got to fess up. If you say no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame you. Okay. <laughs> well, I grew up we always had a a dog as a pet. Uh huh. Um and I remember uh, my mom um, used to t- used to say that Terry, the dog that that we knew when I was young, um, she was able to um, put put us in the in the in the baby carriage or whatever it is you put the baby in, <laughs> and and Terry would you know outside and Terry would be there just to make sure that no one would come up and she could go in and do whatever she needed to do but Terry was always there and then you know after Terry went to dog heaven um, we had um, Amy who was this uh, wonderful dog um, who played with and then later on we no no we had had, oh gosh see well we had three dogs Uh so I grew up with 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 dogs and and uh, not cats uh, but with dogs and I had to to walk the dog and was um, once in a while when I did not scoop up the poop uh, my neighbor would yell at me but uh, 
<laughs> it taught me responsibility in terms of caring for another, 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 another being. Being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, you know, um, I'm going to tease you here. And there are a lot of comedians who use this as a particular point of a joke when they talk about ethnic differences, cultural differences, and naming pets, mm. and how black folks don't generally give their animals people names. Oh. <laughs> and so Terry and Amy, I would have thought, were members of your family. I mean, they were. <laughs> they were. But I mean, human members. Okay. You know. But our, our third dog was Frisky. Now, that's an animal okay. name? Yeah, okay. That, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't say anything. Okay. I cannot... I had a parakeet named Desdemona. Oh. My mom named her. And then we had Laika, my mom named her, because she was the Russian space dog. Mm -hmm. And then we had Brutus, and I named him, you know. And so there, you know. Well, Tiger, there, there you go. Tiger, okay. Yeah, that, that was one. Okay. But, um, you know, the whole issue with have we gotten out of touch with what a, a pet is as a as approached to what I mean, as compared to what we wanted to be, is the fact that sometimes we anthropomorphize our pets entirely too much. And I know I'm probably going to draw the ire of some of my friends who listen, but you know, pets don't need clothes. <laughs> they were born with clothes. Now I can see that you might want something to keep your dog's feet from freezing in the snow and in the ice. Okay. And there are some breeds that don't do well in snow and ice. Okay, yeah, you you want to put some boots on your dog's feet, okay? Well, hold on to that because um, when you when you said that, you know, if some dogs are not made, you know, to like walk in snow, mm -hmm. just hold on. Why do we want to parade our dogs in in elements that they're not? created for why do we insist that oh i want my dog who shouldn't be walking in snow so let me go buy some 50 dollars booties or whatever and showcase my dog well that goes back to almost that same thing when you asked me why was i talking loud in public on speakerphone mm -hmm. my business and my world is important oh and how i perceive the world to be is it and it's, it's and all about me. And if I want my dog mm -hmm. to go outside so I cut the perfect appearance, what, what, uh, who's to deny me? And I have a right. And I have a right. Mm. This libertarian impulse, <laughs> you know, to the extreme, which which is related to everything else we, you know, may or may not talk about at all times, and just in terms of community. True. True and true. Speaking of community, this is your community connection, KBOO Portland. We're still in our 55 drive. What do I mean by 55? We are raising $55,000. And it's in celebration and honor of our 55 years of operating in the ether. And then I tack on a third because you know good things come in threes. We want to have 5,500 listeners, members, members uh, by the end of the year. Um, and how can you participate in this? Um, there are a number of ways. I'll give you three. One is to text the letters, our call letters, KBOO, to 44321 on your phone. And then you can determine how much you're able to support us with a monthly deduction. A monthly deduction works best because it gives us a steady income and an electronics fund transfer is best because you don't have to worry about it. It continues until you say no, and we appreciate it. You can also go online to our website at kboo.fm. Um, and click on that beautiful red inviting button that says donate. And you can do the same thing. You can determine how much um, you are going to um, 
send Kabu as a monthly donation. Same things apply. Uh, and then third, you can just write a check with how much you want it to be. And you can send that to 20 Southeast 8th Avenue, Portland, Oregon, 97214. And we appreciate any way you do it. A one-time electronic funds transfer, monthly donations, whatever you determine, we see value in that, lots of value, uh, yes. because you are helping to build a strong community, an aware community, and an entertaining and entertained and, yes, I said entertaining and entertaining community. Well, why you said like that, Celeste? Well, because those of us who are here at KBU, ensuring that our programming goes out, we come from your neighborhoods. We might even come from your household, you know. And if you're interested in supporting community radio, we have lots of ways you can uh, get involved by volunteering. You can be on the microphone or behind the lines and scenes, but you can still be part of knitting tighter community, knitting a more informed, compassionate uh, community. So, help us reach 55... 55... Thousand and fifty-five hundred. That's right. Um, you know, thank you so much for those of you who continue to be part of this community. Thank you for supporting. You know, 80% of our funding comes directly from you. Yes. Directly from you. Um, that's what makes um, community radio community radio we build together so thank you for contributing so continue to go to kboo.fm slash give and your donation will be so appreciative mm-hmm. absolutely so um yeah phones are silent and 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 you know cecil mm-hmm. not come prepared to talk and so I can imagine for some of you, maybe this is not a profound topic. Well, I, I think, and you know, it is Monday morning and it's it's rainy and it just feels like fall. But um, you might have a pet or you may not. And tell us why. And are people acting differently and rules of conduct change? Well, let's see what our listeners have to say. Good morning, John. Good morning. Oh, hi. I have a kind of like a, oh, like a political comment. Uh, you know, um, through the last 50, 60 years, even 70, um, every president has had some kind of animal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the, the Clintons had boots. Mm-hmm. And then there was Bo for um, Obama. And mm-hmm. LBJ had a couple sporting dogs. Beagles, now, the weren't they? Mm-hmm. Beg your pardon? I said they were beagles, weren't they? Oh, beagles? Okay. All right. I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Yeah, I, anyway, I'm sorry. You go, ahead. go away. I know. I'm just saying he had a dog. Right. Dogs. Right. Well, our ex-president doesn't even have a goldfish. Ooh. That's oh. profound. So, so does that kind of like reflect a little bit? I mean, I know everybody. Oh. Well, okay. uh, I mean, I'm not saying... Um, Everybody's an animal hater or lover, you know. There's mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and you know, pets are very expensive right now. Anything is, anyway. Anything, yeah. Yeah, uh, um, but, but so Trump. Well, let me ask you. I, I I did not think of that until you until you until you raised raised the point about the former president not having a um, an animal. But what about the current president? Because it seems like. He's been having oh. problems with with dogs attacking. Oh yeah, the, well, the shepherds biting. Yeah. yeah, and 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 biting, and more than once. It's like, yeah, you know, after well, the first time he bites, I would think, uh, you know, let me get rid of him so I don't set up myself as a bad example. Well, I, you know, I maybe just, you know, things they could re- rehabilitate him or something. I don't know. Um, but I, I was just pointing, you know, my hope kind of pointing out, you know, uh, uh, you know, 
for me, I'm a dog lover. I'm an everything lover, you know, for animals. But, uh, you know, it just kind of reflects on Trump's personality or being mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's so busy, he, can't, he doesn't have time for anybody, you know. But, right. Right. but I was just kind of thinking that this guy, you know, I mean, you know, like mostly like presidents you know like they have to show up they like to show off and stuff and you know have mm-hmm. portraits of their pets with them on the white house lawn but trump oh. he, he doesn't you know oh. i i don't know i well, i'm just saying that there's kind of a little bit of a, a connection mm, there. i, I think yeah. you, i think you've hit on something i and i kind i kind of feel interested in yeah. in pursuing that more but you know just to be flippant um <laughs> He, he's too disdainful of anything that's not him to have yeah, a pet. Okay, well, and maybe it's okay. good that he doesn't have a pet. Because yeah, that's of, true. Well, we're his yeah. pets. Yeah. <laughs> and we're his pets because he does not respect us. He thinks of all of us as lower life forms, you know? Uh, very, well, okay, very good. You're filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I was just, <laughs> you know, when you were just talking about, you know, the pets and, you know, the companionship and stuff, it's, um, then I was just trying to think about Trump. Yeah. It just kind of popped up. You know, I thought that any. was yeah. That's 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 profound. Yeah. Well. Anyway, thanks for your time. All I right. To ramble on like that. Oh no! Um, Thank you for bringing that and, up. And what type okay, of pet? Bye-bye. What type of pet do you have? Oops! He he lost him. He got away. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, John, for sharing your thoughts, and I. Just I just never thought about the the fact that the former president did not at least have a pet to show us and what that might say or not say about him. I, I am resisting making any number of snarky yeah. remarks. I, I really am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying hard because uh, a whole bunch popped to mind. But, you know, I'm thankful because uh, I'm just thankful. I'm just going to leave it. Well, you, you know, know, and some people should not be pet owners because yeah. they may mistreat their animals. And maybe I do. Might be a good thing that the former president isn't a pet owner, although pet ownership, owning or companionship, might might uh, humanize. No, no. It no, might no. make you more sensitive, no, caring no, no, for no, no. for someone or something that that needs you. Well, you know, okay. I, there are there's lessons in that. Yeah, it 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 really brings out compassion if you're inclined to be a compassionate being uh, because this is this is a being that is dependent upon you right you know but some people some people don't recognize how to draw the line with that um, back in the day when I, and I know this still happens you know I used to get calls from people these folks have their dogs in the children's waiting pool. Mm-hmm. And we go, well, okay, okay, look, I'm really sorry. You can't bring your pet in. The- Why? It's my child. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand that, but there's certain sanitary issues. Well, this is my child and my child, my my baby. And, you know, and I remember getting into a really unnecessarily convoluted conversation where I kind of lost my patience, and I said, "So you really want me to so, to accept that you birthed this <laughs> well mm. entity that shut the conversation down?" And I I didn't want to shut down dialogue, but I didn't want to shut down nonsense. But sometimes that's not possible, you know. Sometimes nonsense grapples everything into its grasp and 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 you end up shutting down conversation if you eject nonsense and so there you go well okay <laughs> but but you you do know okay I, I thank you for handling that that situation a response that that person might have said though uh-huh is that all parents of of human beings 
aren't birth parents. They adopt their children, and they're just as much uh, as their child as if they were, if they birthed them. Well, so? uh, but yeah, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I know people can argue that there are human beings that aren't as sanitary as some animals. But there, there's this, this type of, of willful ignorance sometimes about, you know, what things can actually work together. One of these things is not like the others. There are certain, I'm just going to be basic, okay? There are certain organisms that live on dogs that don't do human beings any good. And I'll just leave it at that. Now, what I think should happen is that we should have a waiting pool that the dogs can get into. That's what I think should happen. Let's go to our callers. Good morning, Francis. How you doing? Hi. It's been a very reflective weekend for me. I celebrated my 75th birthday. Hey! Another October baby. Yay! Yeah, and I... uh, celebrated with friends and family and kids and grandkids and it was beautiful. Oh, wonderful. Um, I had a dog. His name was Sonny. He was a Siberian Husky mix and he had one blue eye. He was a beautiful dog. and That's the last pet I owned. He passed away maybe 10, more than that, 20 years ago. And I haven't found a replacement. I haven't really looked for one. And mm. after we moved from our home in northeast side after the gentrification happened uh, mm-hmm. I really I don't have a situation where I would bring an animal but mm-hmm. um, I he was a very loyal dog and he uh, lived in the backyard that was his domain he didn't come in the house that often just when it was really cold but although he loved the snow so he didn't mm-hmm. necessarily want to come in but um, I this weekend have really had a hard time. My heart is full mm-hmm. with the babies in Gaza. And I and yeah. I looked at my grandkids and everything and it's like I wonder if they got pets. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What are they doing with their pets right now? Are the animals getting left? You know? I mean, come on now. And the news, you know, I'm seventy five and the news that's been coming on the air talks about nineteen forty eight, which is the year I was born, mm-hmm. and things have happened subsequently, like it's so long ago, and I go, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And then I think the next thought is, and we still haven't got it together. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I mean, you know, how long does it take for somebody to realize that it doesn't matter what happened or what other, anybody else did, mm-hmm. you do not kill babies. Yeah. For whatever reason, whatever excuse you've got, well, they're not looking out for them. So if you know they're not looking out for them, then why are you dropping bombs? Tell me that. I would really like to know. It makes no logical sense to me other than somebody in the military-industrial complex is making a whole lot of money. And I'm just tired of it. Very tired of it. And I don't know. It's like stinging in the wind, basically. Because although we pretend like we're a democracy here, the whole concern about this, the Congress right now is the fact that they can't come back and vote to send more money to drop more bombs. And I think that is absurd and ridiculous. It's, it's beyond absurd. It's illogical and makes no sense whatsoever. And we need to stop this in that this, this corporate complex, this machine of short-term profits some kind of way I mean, we can just probably just throw a little pebble in the works and halt the machine and start over and make make profits about making babies happy shoot i'm just mm. you know i i i totally feel you that is you know and maybe people disagree with our our strategy but that is one reason why we decided to go ahead with this kind of topic because there needs to be a lifting of the spirits i i also do not have the bandwidth i i i i <laughs> i don't have the bandwidth to deal saying. with it I, yeah i me, just yeah don't. i'm 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 there you know but it's like i can't 
But that's what we all do. That's what we so do. So it continues. So yeah. It continues and it continues because we can't handle it. Mm. But some kind of way, we got to figure out how to handle it because this is just absurd. I think about those babies over there on the other side of the world, and I'm thinking, how can we pretend like everything's okay? It's not but okay. But it's not okay. And for some of no. us, we're not pretending. But regardless, it's still confusing because what are we supposed to do? Exactly. You know, I I know this is not going to work for everybody. And I know that even if we have a majority of people who have a, a, a faith basis to their worldview, you know, it may not be the same. But this that's where I go when I when I'm dealing with some issues that are just well, heavy and, 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 and inhumane. I have to find a way to transcend it. Yeah. 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 And another thing is all these right-to-lifers have no problem with this war. I mean, you know, what's... uh, You know, don't dwell on them. (laughs) Don't dwell on them. Say your prayers or, you know, send your good (laughs) thoughts and love your babies. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I do. That's what I do. I mean, that's that's what we do. Yeah. And that's how we stay strong so we can figure out ways to combat it. Yeah, figure out a way to just halt this. Yeah, the the, the profit making thing is is in the way. It is totally in the way. Yeah. All right then. Well, thanks for your call. You guys take care. You Bye-bye. too. And you are listening to more talk radio here in your community radio station, KBOO-FM. Give us a call. Our numbers are 503-231-8187. Particular topics we um, shared with you this morning is is in terms of whether pet ownership is, is ethical and what are some of the challenges around that and the... And the decline of public behavior. Thank you. <laughs> decline of public behavior. You know, you you saw me. I was just oh, and you you caught me. Thank you. Let's let's go to uh, our, our friend Santiago. I'm sure he has some thoughts. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Um, I think uh, on terms of pets, I think uh, I think uh, pet ownership being ethical. I think that's. I don't know, like my people um, raised a particular breed of dog. They call it the Sholo dog, like the hairless dog in Mexico. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it was a part of our culture, you know, not just a pet, but like a part of our lore, a part of our afterlife experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, it was raised as a form of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, dogs, I mean, dogs in particular have been with mankind for thousands of years. We have kind of a mutual relationship, but I think, I think where the ethics line gets crossed, in my opinion, is where people start treating them like accessories rather than beings. Yes. You know, they're not, we're not, they're not a part of, I mean, they are a part of our families, but I think more importantly, like they choose us as part of their pack. Mm -hmm. And I think very few people like looking the pack dynamics and how they work and when you try to treat your dogs like children you get nothing out of it because they don't you know they'll only ever get to like maybe no more than a five-year-old in terms of like comprehension level mm-hmm. well some and, dogs can be smart but i get your point it's like don't answer well, they're, my- they're not they're not children I mean, right. yes say that yes they're children. yes Yes. But the, but you know but it's not the same type. I don't treat the I don't treat the behavior of my dogs the same way I treat the behavior of my mm-hmm. daughter. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, and then I think so. You know, and then I think also too, like I, you know, just kind of throw it out there. I think the the way we kind of think about pets nowadays is kind of from like a white Western point of view because mm-hmm. the the way that the that white folks have evolved their relationship with animals in a popular sense. It's almost like like trying to um, have a trying to have a, a relation. I don't know. I'm kind of getting lost. I'm not feeling real great today. But um, anyways, public behavior. Everybody's poor. Everybody's tired. Everybody's sick. And uh, we have politicians who just. They're in the pockets of the of the um, companies that are making us that way. So, yes. not anyway, just that, but they're behaving the same. Thank you, though. Mm-hmm. 
You know, um, I was I was listening to what um, Santiago was saying about overindulging in in how we express love to our pets. And for some animals, you have to look at their faces. I know mm. for some folks, if you're not a pet owner and you don't think animals are particularly bright, you're going to say, well, you're anthropomorphizing your pet. But the truth is, a lot of the expressions you see in their face, in their eyes, are that. Mm-hmm. And uh, animals are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. And when we take them so far out of their natural responses, then they get confused and they suffer from dementia and mm. other human-type conditions. And they're overstressed. And we're not doing them any good. We're just sucking whatever good is out of that dynamic for ourselves from a narcissistic perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, I am an animal lover and a pet owner. Well, not pet owner right now. Actually, my neighbor's cat has decided that our house is his house and actually has adopted my, my, my roommate as, as his person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I wonder um, because what you you said it just and you said it it just it just occurred to me you said I'm not a pet owner right now and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that that like hit me mm-hmm. as as um that's owning pets do we actually own pets do we are, are they our possessions. Um, and in a classic sense, not in the current vernacular, because in the current vernacular, anything that's in my house, in my my grasp, my my circle, you know, abstract circle is mine. And that might, <laughs> you know, and, a and whole that, different attitude. And that might be uh, part, part of the issue. And, and Santiago uh-huh. also addressed it in, in part, talking about um, Western cultural um, interpretations of, of animals and pets. And also he was talking about, um, in, in his culture, um, the, uh, the, the, the how how the animal is part of the culture in yes. this life and life to come. Part of the whole expression of the culture. Well, you know, the, that's one of the challenges with westernized uh, perspectives because, um, yeah, you know, people want to argue there were uh, uh, slaveholders in Africa of Africans, but it wasn't chattel. It wasn't chattel slavery. It wasn't ownership. And my view of ownership is like I own the responsibility right. for taking care of that being. Anyway, let's go to our final caller, Ross. Good morning. You're on the air. Yes, good morning. Good morning. I so much appreciate the conversation about our our pets. Uh, uh, I, I, I thoroughly, um, I, I don't know what my life would be like without having my little pet puppy. Mm. Uh, but I called because I wanted to... Um, uh, I wanted to signal attention to something that, for me, was a special moment in Portland, uh, in the middle of this awful, awful challenging time for um, for uh, political discourse, especially around world affairs and 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 uh, Israel Palestine. Um, I I went to a demonstration. Um, friend called me on last Friday and said, "Are you going to the demonstration?" Well, it's three o'clock at City Hall. We're there, we're um, we're we're in support of Palestine, and I need to tell you, I have felt so dismal about what awful things happened that it, to, to to stand up and do anything positive it, it would seem so difficult. But so I, but I said no. This is this is time because they're bombing Palestine, they're bo- bombing um, bombing Gaza now. So it's, now is the time to stand up for Palestine, no matter what we feel about what happened last Saturday. So I went down, and I need to tell you, it was um, it was uh, 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 amazing. I uh, uh, the kind is I I saw a lot of people, hardly anybody that I knew, uh, and uh, but the gathering was very uh, very very nicely organized and peaceful and respectful, and and um, uh, the chants and things were were all on the on a, on a very measured. Um, and um, uh, they, they, there's a big march. It went down uh, 
Broadway towards uh, uh, towards Burnside and then back up uh, back up uh, Broadway. Okay, and, we're uh, we're almost out of time, Ross. But I just want to say it was all peaceful. There was no incidents and there was no police. And, and the city, the city of Portland, managed to have a demonstration around the most sensitive thing, and we did it. And um, and uh, that's all I wanted to share. Well, thank you for sharing that. God, yeah. God bless you. Okay. Bye. 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 You know, um, I, 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 I'm happy that we end on a note of conciliation, com- a cooperation, uh, compassion, and I want to once again bring attention to the, what we did at the top of the show. Let us have those same emotions and commitments to all of those who have died in this venture because human life is the most sacred thing we've got here and we have to if we can't treat people right we certainly can't treat anything else right hope though you will treat KBU right don't forget we're in the middle of our drive stop by our website kboo.fm and support us thank you for your calls and for listening thanks to Ray our engineer stay tuned to the Old Mo Variety Hour What's up, everyone? It's Greg McVicker, creator of Undercurrents, and this is KBOO 90.7 Portland. You're listening to KBOO Community Radio, and we're in our annual fall membership drive. You can help us meet our $55,000 goal by going to kboo.fm slash give to make a contribution today. All donations will be matched up to $14,000 thanks to a generous group of anonymous donors. KBOO's independent programming is only possible with your support. Give now at kboo.fm slash give. KBOO.